Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Quiet, listen to me. We're going to start a show. Now, some of you people have been with me before. You know it's going to be a tough grind. But we're going to have a show. We are so delighted that you join us on this Monday. Mark Thompson here on the Mark Thompson Show. And I'm also excited. Equally, perhaps you could ask you, or you could argue more excited to welcome in those that have made up the, the heart and soul of the Mark Thompson show. Yeah. Fabulous producer John Daly Fabulous is here. Producer John Daly. And Kim has news Kim, for us all you? morning. And so we will get to them in a moment. I also like to recap the weekend. Uh, we have a special guest joining us in just a few moments. I, before I go any further, want to acknowledge uh, our founding sponsor, the Mark Thompson Show, presented by that founding sponsor, tax attorney Steve Moskowitz. For more than 30 years, Steve has put his tax knowledge to work for individuals and businesses alike. If you need help with your taxes, call Steve. And you can reach him at 888-TAX-DEAL, 888-T-A-X-D-E-A-L. Or you can reach him online, Moskowitz, LLP. Dot com. So uh, I want to tell you a couple of important things that are happening. And before I even get to the important things and one of the weird things and controversies that we're already in after three shows <laughs> with Mark, YouTube. Done it again. It, it, and, and oddly, we did nothing. You know what I mean? But we have we we ended up in YouTube jail in a way. So I'll tell you about that in a second. But before just Apropos of YouTube. Apropos is a ding word, by the way. Um, can you spell apropos, by anybody? Yeah. I think it's... Uh, uh, a pros pros? I think it's... Oh, well, it's A double P, right? A pro POS. Like a POS. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, is that right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can't follow right. his Sounds A. Good yes. 
Okay. I, right, I, right. I fact check uh, myself. Uh, please, everyone, click the like button. It's a little thumb up. It costs nothing. Please click the like button. In this universe, I have to say stuff like that now. Back in the old days, just a week ago, I didn't have to do that. Now this is the universe we're in. And the reason that's important is that algorithmically it helps us. And algorithmic, definitely, Dingler. So the uh, thing is you have to, if you would, subscribe to the channel and like us to really help us out. Uh, first you log in or you create a Google account if you want to subscribe and get alerts. The bell there in the YouTube where there's a little bell, that'll allow you to get notifications whenever we're on the air. Sometimes we'll go on the air with something special, not just even at the regular time between 10 and noon. So you'll get those notifications if you uh, indicate that bell. I do, and this is very important today, want to tell you what the email address is. And the reason it's important today is because we have San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins joining us in just a few minutes. She's going to be here for a full 45 minutes, and she'll take your questions and your comments. And because we don't have a phone connected to the show yet, and that's something that is coming, but uh, everything, as you know, has been scrambled together pretty quickly, I'll take questions and comments for her off of the YouTube chat, and I'll take questions and comments from her off of the email. And so here is that email. It's the... Mark Thompson show at gmail.com. The Mark Thompson show at gmail.com. And I will pass along your comments and questions to Brooke Jenkins, the San Francisco DA, who's only been in office a short time, but already is making some pretty radical changes in that office. Uh, and you can, of course, you can support the show at uh, themarkthompsonshow.com. You click on contribute and you support us through Patreon and all these other ways. Uh, we have a big week ahead. I'll tell you who's coming up. Um, well, just because I mentioned it, we've got the hard dude tomorrow. We've got uh, former assistant U.S. attorney David Katz, award-winning director and choreographer Vincent Patterson, and others uh, coming up just this week. Wild weekend. Niners lost. It was a, a brutal loss. I mean, they came down uh, right away, two touchdowns. They were down 14 nothing to start the show, to start their show, and then they caught up. But they were never able to. They tied the game, meaning. And it looked as though, oh, I see, now the Niners are getting their rhythm. But with their, most of their defense having been uh, injured, I mean, they have seven major injuries, I think, to their defense, uh, it looked like it. They had trouble defending uh, against a team that they should have beaten. So and they did one of those things. This is, um, you don't have to be a football fan or a sports fan to even know this, because a lot of these teams travel, and traveling to the East Coast is tough in terms of jet lag. You know, on a 1 o'clock game, that's a 10 a.m. start, et cetera. They stayed on the East Coast so that their bodies could acclimate to the, um, you know, to the time difference. But clearly, they, <laughs> they didn't stay on the East Coast long enough. Or, as I say, they couldn't overcome the injuries. But uh, anyway, that's a little bit of, um, of what happened this weekend with the Niners. Uh, some surprises in baseball, as you know. Dodgers, the winningest uh, team in, uh, in the majors, um, they lost. They lost to the Padres. So, uh it's uh, it's over for the Dodgers. Um, oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. Um, I have to say this. This is a sad thing, but most Giants fans, eh, we're not so bothered when the Dodgers lose. I have to say that. I know I have L.A. listeners and viewers just saying it's a rivalry. And so when something bad happens to the Dodgers, like they lose, eh, we're not super bothered by it. I'm just, okay. The other weird thing that happens, and this has to do with politics, and I'm going to get into this more in the second hour. Did you see that the Giants owner has 
contributed for the third time to the Herschel Walker campaign? It's not the first time he's done stuff like this. He, he, no. Yeah. It's, he's they're looking at fella. his social media. Yeah, they're looking at his social. Where's the Herschel Walker stuff? Yeah, they're, they're looking at uh, his social media. media. That's right. I have uh, Herschel Walker in an interview talking about the abortions he paid for. Of course, he denies paying for them and everything else. I watched on Friday the Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock debate. And I'm going to tell you something honestly. I was hoping to see Herschel Walker sort of stumble all over himself and just be a mess. He wasn't. He stayed on message. He doesn't speak with eloquence, but he stayed on message, and it was a simple message. That's the beauty of not knowing what you're talking about. You cling to simple messaging so well, and that's what Walker did. And I know a lot's being made of the prop badge that he whipped out, and there was a an element of stupidity to that, and yet uh, it is the takeaway, it seems, on Walker's performance, because otherwise, he wasn't bad. I mean, I'm grading sort of on a curve for a guy who's a total moron. He's a complete and utter moron, incompetent. He lies like he's fallen out of bed. I mean, he lied about being a successful businessman. His business went over. He lied about graduating top of his class. He didn't graduate at all. Uh, and of course he's lied about, and these are the ongoing lies related to all the kids he's fathered and all of the, uh, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with fathering a lot of kids. There's nothing wrong, in fact, for paying for abortions. But there is something wrong with you claiming that abortion is wrong. It goes against God's word. He opened his comments, by the way, at the debate with thanking Jesus Christ. I mean, he plays, you know, he plays the biblical song and so plays the God card a lot. And then he just clings to the messaging about, you know, basic values. And he was asked about Donald Trump. Would you support him if you ran again? He said, I would. Donald Trump is a friend of mine. He kept getting, I'm loyal to my friends. Then he went into a big thing about loyalty. I mean, a big thing. He's not someone who can riff and wax poetically about much of anything, but he stuck to the talking points. And so I have to say at the end of it all, I mean, clearly, as I say, he's a guy of, you know, of utter incompetence when it comes to governing or administration. But for that voting block, which just wants to vote GOP, I think he served up a, you know, he held serve, if you want to think of it that way. Uh, Raphael Warnock was okay. Uh, I didn't think Raphael Warnock was great. I mean, Ra Raphael Warnock should clean his clock. And yet, I didn't feel he handled certain questions uh, that were a little bit on the tougher side about his personal history. He didn't handle those so well. So, uh, that was my that was my takeaway on, on that. Um, Herschel Walker is using the Trump fascist GOP playbook, says John, on the text line. You Why can text, you us, text, text us on the YouTube chat and we can get those. I agree. Uh, he is right out of the Trump playbook, you know. Uh, I have to say, he makes, um, he makes Trump look like uh, Shakespeare. I mean, he, it, it, Walker is so unable to cobble together original thoughts. But again, it's that 
lowered expectation that essentially takes you to that debate and you go, well, I don't know. He didn't fall over himself too much. And for that reason, you give him maybe a B instead of if he were not graded on a curve where you might grade him lower. The pothead is here and ready, says uh, <laughs> EJ420. Where are my weed smokers at? Well, we've got one weed smoker in the audience uh, who has registered in. I love that Mark has a Patreon page now. It's what the porn stars are doing. That's right. Why are you yelling? It is. It's what the porn stars are doing. We don't yet have an OnlyFans page. That might be coming. We're desperate to pay everybody who is involved in this show. Um, where does the opening monologue, all right, quiet everybody and listen to me, we're going to start a show, come from? That's from Robert. I forget where I come I think it's 42nd Street, though. I think it's the, uh, I think that that's right. Uh, anyway, so that's all of that. You'll let me know when uh, Brooke Jenkins gets here, won't you, John? Yeah, she'll be in I, the green room. I will uh, tell you that this weekend on Friday night, so I um, I did watch the Warnock-Walker debate, as I mentioned. And by the way, voting starts in Georgia. It's a critical seat. That's why this is more than just a, you know, a circus sideshow, what's going on in Georgia. It's critically important. Same thing is true in Pennsylvania. We'll talk about that in the next hour with um, Fetterman and Dr. Oz. But and Nevada. I, Nevada's huge, too. Thank you. And Nevada. And Nevada. And you know, it's funny... Um, we talked, we touched on this a little bit last week, but um, Nevada had expected, Democrats in Nevada in particular, had expected a huge Latino turnout on their part, or at least a, a sufficient Latino turnout on their part. That may not happen. Mm. Uh, Latinos feel let down by the economy, which is something that, you know, cuts across all party loyalties. And it's one reason that GOP is polling so well right now. This is a very different midterm race than it was two months ago. And the other thing that's happening in Nevada is uh, they don't feel, they feel taken for granted a bit by the Democratic Party. This is what I'm reading. So in, in polling, that is reflected. I'm reading about the polls. So uh, we watch Nevada with interest as well. Uh I did a, um, uh, well, why do I see Steve waiting in the uh, waiting room, uh, John? Is, is I thought we were going to do Steve at... Um... We have him scheduled for later, so I'll talk to him. Okay, cool. I wanted to mention I did a um, an MRI on my neck on Friday oh. night. That was the other thing I did, okay? So they, they lower you into fun, this... Uh, fun Friday oh, night for yeah, you. Great, great, good, yeah. time, good times. Party yeah. on. I was, I was literally the last guy <laughs> in. Right. You always worry about being the last guy on a Friday. I also had my back <laughs> surgery many years ago at um, Seton Medical Center. Shout out to Seton Medical Center, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a Friday night at 930, they wheel you into the OR. And all you're thinking oh, is, God, these people would all rather be at the club right now. You know? <laughs> um, but they, uh, they shoot some dye into your body. That's what sure. they need to do for me. Cause I got some weird thing in my neck when they're looking at yeah. it. And, uh, and it's, I'm claustrophobic. Of course. Uh, I say, of course, cause I think a lot of people are in that situation, but I'm a little bit, maybe a little bit amped up more. So you're really nervous. I mean, I, I was really anxious about it and they, they lower you into this tube or they put you into this tube. They slide you in. Right. And then before, and they were great, the, the, the technicians, but she says to me, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, it's going to be loud. Would you like some? They give you earplugs. Would you like some headphones to put on? I said, oh, okay. That might be a good idea. So she puts the headphones on me. She says, do you like any kind of music? We can play music through there. I said, no, I don't know. I don't think you need to play music. But she said, you sure? Because it's going to be pretty loud. So let's play some. Yeah. I said, oh, well, I guess some kind of calming music, maybe some classical music. She said, okay, play classical music. So they put you in there. I close my eyes because I don't want to see how you know yeah. tight an environment it is. You just check out for a while. And she starts yeah. playing the classical music. So playing the classical music, and it, I don't know if it's helping or not, but it's not hurting. And I'm trying to put my head in a better place. And then clearly the hospital doesn't pay for the full Spotify. I didn't know it was coming from Spotify, but it was. <laughs> they don't pay for the like, uh, you know, ad free Spotify. So I'm in the tube and I'm into this music. And all of a sudden somebody comes on. It's like a rock and roll DJ, pop DJ comes and go, hey. The new, the new tune from Lizzo is, uh, is red hot. And it's, it's like, <laughs> you're kidding me, dude. And then, and that runs for about 30 seconds. Then another commercial runs. Then oh. another, and they're all like pop, like in your face, hot sounding commercials. So it takes and you completely out of the calm you're trying to do. And you can't move your hands to get the headphones off your ears. You can't move anything and you can't no. complain about it. She can't hear you unless you hit that. There's a little squeeze ball that they give you if you want to come out of the tube. But then that is like pulling the ripcord we have to start right. all over again so i didn't right. want to hit that so then it goes back to a classical song a classical com composition plays the classical composition and then another commercial comes on so <laughs> this is the thing we're going to do for 30 minutes these spots come on after every classical composition it was pretty wild but i did get through it and uh and hopefully all is hey mark our uh, guest has arrived all Yay. right i love it well uh we all know that in the city chase boudin was recalled and our guest was appointed district attorney and has made some changes. She was uh, she really was carried in on a wave of popularity. I say that because one could look at the way the vote went down as a mandate for real change. And our guest has brought some of that change to the DA's office. And we want to ask her about other changes and also, um, frankly, her frustrations with the office and uh, what's ahead. So uh, please welcome her now, Brooke Jenkins, everybody. <laughs> Hello, District Attorney Brooke Jenkins. Thank you for being with us, first of all. Hi there, and thank you so much. It's been a while. It's been a while, that's right. You were in our studios talking about things before the recall, actually. And if you have questions for Brooke Jenkins, please put them in the chat. 
And you can also email us at KGO Radio Mark. Oh, no, it's uh, not that. That's the old address. Uh, the Mark Thompson Show at gmail.com. You know, Brooke, they closed up the whole radio station, our old radio station, KGO, uh, as you may be aware. I just learned that. I that yeah. That's sad to me, actually. It is sad. I mean, I think it was a, a good independent voice, but a lot of people, thousands, have come here and want to hear from you now, and many of them were regular KGO listeners. So uh, uh, before we get into some specifics, because you have some pretty aggressive... Um, postures you've taken toward drug dealing in the city and toward some of the crime that's afflicted the city for a while now, and you really have been a strong victim's advocate. I want to ask you about uh, how you think the texture of things in the city is going uh, relative to your posture toward some of these issues. You know, I will say that overwhelmingly people have been extremely supportive and, and that is all over the city. One thing that I've tried to do since taking over is to be in as many neighborhoods around San Francisco as I can be in order to talk to residents and business owners and the level of appreciation for the change, for the, the course correction um, has been, you know, alarming to me, quite frankly, people seem to be ready for positive change in San Francisco. People are fed up with the amount of crime. They're fed up with, um, you know, a leadership in the DA's office that wasn't willing to protect them or to hold these people accountable. And so now they are very appreciative of this change. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I would think that you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, obviously you came in, as I say, on a, on a wave of um, uh, a wave of anger. Uh, and frustration that people feel in the city. One of the things you've talked about is the fact, I'll just take on the uh, the drug dealing that has really been a scourge of the city. You've talked about the fact that you want murder charges for some of these drug dealers. That's been somewhat controversial, hasn't it? Yes, um, I, I think the media has tried to make it controversial. Every every group that I've talked to um, has been very appreciative of it. When I'm down in the Tenderloin, they are extremely thankful for my willingness to to step up and, and say that um, and to implement that policy in our office. Um, and so, I, you know, I think people are trying to make it more of an issue than what the residents, uh, quite frankly, make of it. They they want um, some serious consequences for the amount of deaths that are taking place. Uh, I think you're probably right. And based on some of the chats uh, that we've gotten into already, I mean, people seem to back that completely. It, it seems as though there hasn't been the spine in the DA's office is the sense I'm getting uh, to follow through on this. So has there been pushback or will that happen? Are you, in other words, going to prosecute some drug dealers uh, on, on murder charges? So the potential certainly is there. Um, and I've made it clear, if you are linked, um, if, if the sale of fentanyl by you is linked to someone's death, then we will consider filing mur murder charges. Um, we have to remember, right, that there are two categories of people um, who end up dying from fentanyl overdose. It's a category. The first category are those who knowingly take fentanyl, who are addicted specifically to fentanyl and, and overdose on it. But then we have a whole subset of people who think they're taking something else, think they're buying a different drug, and, and all the while are being provided something laced with fentanyl or replaced with fentanyl. And, and that is a large group of people who are dying from thinking they're taking Percocet, from thinking they're taking cocaine, all the while being sold something that is, is 
lethal. Just one dose, one pill um, kills them. And so we have to take a more aggressive approach um, to save these lives. Uh, John Daly, who is our producer, he uh, has been the victim of crime in the city. It seems as though everybody who lives in the city has a a crime story of one sort or another. It might just be a smash and grab, which is one of those things now that, you know, wherever you park in San Francisco, you sort of do this calculation. This is true, by the way, in Oakland, San Jose, et cetera. I mean, it seems as though there's a, an epidemic of this kind of thing, even in Marin, you know, it, it, it's true. But in the city, it's really almost become something that we have a reputation for now. Um, and John, I, I know you want to throw in and I welcome you into this conversation, but uh, what can be done to affect change in the uh, in the area of those smash and grabs and these crimes that are essentially you might consider them lower grade street crimes typically yeah so i i really think it comes down to policing we have to have more police present at the time that these crimes occur right so many people um ask me you know look my car was broken into it took five hours for the police to show up and to to come take my report and i try to explain to them that unfortunately so many of the auto burglary crimes um happen in the middle of the night or even in the middle of the day when when nobody sees it for several hours um and so unfortunately if there's no actual um evidence, right, of who committed that crime, um, it's highly unlikely that the police are going to be able to do anything about it. They have to actually be there to really almost catch the person in the act or, or as they're trying to flee. Um, and that requires more policing, more po police um, in reality, right? We know that they're understaffed. Um, we need people, right, to catch those those uh, thieves who are coming out of Walgreens at the time that they run out with that bag full of stuff um, to be right there uh, rather than us, you know, try to report it and, and see what happens, you know, a day or two later. Well, you know, Hi, that's something that, go ahead, John, sorry. Hi, Brooke, it's John. Um, uh, a big concern of, among neighbors um, are the break-ins of garages. Yeah. And the feeling that the police do not prioritize that. Um, how 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 do you handle these these crimes that are hitting homeowners? Yeah, and that is that is a residential burglary. That's one of the most serious crimes that there are. Um, and I know that for a period of time, the police felt um, that that their work was disregarded, um, that these cases were being thrown away by the DA's office, that there was a lack of accountability. Um, and I have tried to really turn the tide on that to make it clear to them that we are back to being a DA's office that prioritizes public safety and that will ensure accountability so that they feel more motivated as they go out to take these reports and to investigate these cases. Um, one of the big things that they need is, is uh, security footage. When things are happening uh, while people are asleep or while people are not home, um, they need evidence of who actually committed this crime, evidence of what the getaway vehicle looks like. And so um, what really helps is if people have cameras, you know, on their garages, on their homes, if your neighbor has a camera across the street to go ask them to preserve that footage so that it it can be provided to the police. And it's just a follow up question. You know, when I was attacked in the Mission District, actually, like the first day that I moved uh, to the Dolores Park area um, at 8 a.m. in the morning, the police were great. They couldn't catch the guy. I was in a bit of a haze, so I wasn't able to properly identify the guy. So um, I, I couldn't have a solid identification. Uh, but they told me that these guys are were repeat offenders um, and that they were on meth. So I just want to point that out first. But secondly, um, in another case, I reported a, a crime in the panhandle where an electric bike that was parked was being stolen. And the guy was in full Hamburger outfit 
um, all in black with a ba- uh, you know black bag with his tools <laughs> drilling into the bike, right? I oh. reported it. The police did sneak up on him in their vehicle, um, but they just talked to him and let him go. And I've seen that multiple times. I can't, I've lost count of the number of times I have reported crime in the city over the last couple of years. I they think talk, I'm to, wait a minute. They talked to a guy who was in full... Yes, and he had tools and he was stealing the bike. Costume? They, just, oh. they just talked to him. And I, I'm, I'm imagining that's because they, they knew that Chester probably wasn't going to do anything about it. Um, but I have reported similar crimes and during that period of time over and over again. I think I called in the last year 911 12 times. Um, and I don't think the police feel felt during that period of time that these uh, were worth going after. I, I can tell you for certain that they felt as though um, that, that nothing would happen. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't excuse not doing your, your job as a police officer, but you could imagine how demoralized they have felt to watch people that they've arrested multiple times over back out onto the street where they, they're not even informed by the DA's office, but where they're just driving by and they see the guy they just arrested 24 hours prior back out doing the same thing again. Um, And so it makes them question, right? Is it worth it? Is it worth our time? Is it worth any risk that it poses to our safety, to our careers, right? If somebody accuses us of something. Um, And so they, they in turn threw their hands up. And so I've tried to go around to the stations. Um, I've already gone to five district stations to talk to the patrol officers um, at each station and say, look, we're back to being a partner. We're back to doing our jobs. So uh, please feel empowered to do yours because we can only achieve this mission of public safety together. And one of the things that I think informed that attitude, if I'm going to use that word, that the cops might have had was this weird relationship they had with the last DA, Chesa, and the idea that he was prioritizing misconduct on the part of the cops uh, instead of prioritizing lawlessness in the city. And I think that was really a, a problem that he had. He couldn't, it didn't seem as though he could walk that line effectively. Uh, you talked about, in other words, his relationship with one big part of his of, of law enforcement in the city was a bad one. Uh, you seem to, based on everything I've read, I know you just uh, you just met with uh, cops, and as you said, you, you you just alluded to it, but even about a misconduct on the part of the cops and about you know how it's going to be handled from your office, you 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 understand that um, there has to be a relationship there. It seems that and and that relationship has to improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and to have that relationship, just as you pointed out, it doesn't mean that we forsake our obligation and duty to prosecute police officers who engage in misconduct. Um, but when you do that fairly and ethically in the right way, they are supportive of those, you know, who wear the uniform, who, com- you know, who use excessive force or who act um, illegally being held accountable. They don't they don't have an issue with that. They want it done right uh, under the right circumstances and, and of course, fairly. Um, but we have a job to do that involves partnership with them. And so, you know, what I've tried to do is to really emphasize to them that we're back to being that partner. We want to be a great partner. Um, we want to work with them in any way that that we can, um, and that our biggest role in this, right, is when they pass us the baton, meaning they give us a case that's investigated well, correctly, et cetera, that we're going to ensure that there's accountability. That's what they want to know, right? Because they are up against a lot um, when they go out and they they risk their, their physical safety, amongst other things. Um, they don't want to feel like it's for nothing. We're talking to Brooke Jenkins, the San Francisco district attorney, also here with John Daly, um, who has been the victim of crime in the city multiple times. He's also broken up a couple of crimes, which sort of uh, 
interesting as he saw them kind of going down in the I'm city. I'm kind of an unofficial deputy. Batman. Yeah, 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 he is. I little... also I also pick up nails on my walk home. So yeah, there is that. I don't know if, if uh, I'm trying to get my karma points going. Yeah, I don't know if the DA's office handles that sort of thing, but um, um, Prop 47 uh, is being uh, asked about. Uh, I'm seeing it on the where is it? Uh, With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Immortal Tiger asks, uh, Prop 47. Uh, and Karen as well asks, uh, should it be rolled back? Yeah, should it be rolled back? That's, the, that's related to... Um, the, the changing of, I guess, the class of crime is the way you would call it, right? Misdemeanor, it's a felony, that kind of thing. Yeah, and so, you know, I think as most of us could understand, when that was enacted, it was to make sure that we weren't saddling people with felonies for low, what, what we consider to be low-level nonviolent offenses. Um, and that's the right way to think, of course. I think what we missed was sort of um, some, some smaller things that were going to play out over time that made it that made prosecution um, a bit hamstrung, quite frankly. Um, one, of the, one of the main things that most people don't even know, what, it, what a lot of the discussion has been about with respect to Prop 47 is the, the, um, the amount that's stolen, right? That everybody knows it went from 450 to 950 um, for it to qualify as a felony. Uh, but one of the bigger issues that we've actually had as a DA's office is the fact that it took off the table the ability to sort of elevate um, multiple convictions for misdemeanors um, into having a future charge be a felony. So it used to be that if somebody had three prior petty theft convictions as misdemeanors, that if they continue to engage in that behavior, that we could graduate or elevate a future charge to a felony. Prop 47 um, played a role in taking that ability away. Um, and so when you couple that with the 950, um, we're in a landscape where it's really difficult to hold these repeat offenders accountable in any real way. And then we have a secondary layer, which is that um, over time, most of our misdemeanor crimes have statutorily become eligible for diversion. And so, even if we go in and we argue sometimes that that somebody is, shouldn't go into diversion, um, the misdemeanor offenses are, you know, you're arguing against a statute that that says that they're eligible. And so we've had to really arm our lawyers with the arguments that you have to go in and make about someone's suitability. They may be eligible, but are they suitable for diversion? But, but there's a, a huge conflux of a number of issues that have made prosecution of misdemeanors, particularly these theft crimes, a problem. You talk about that, and it really brings uh, two things to mind. One, what we were talking about before, which is uh, the relationship with the cops to enforce it. That is to say, they, they, 
endure some of the same frustrations that San Franciscans do, you know, with uh, with what you're talking about, with, you know, uh, recidivism and essentially the same crimes being perpetrated over and over. And also judges. I saw a piece, it might have been a couple of months ago, where you were kind of getting into it. Uh, I mean, not it, there was a judge that was sort of pushing back on your on your general policies because your policies are, it would seem anyway, some of them victim oriented. You're a victim's advocate, it would seem, in ways at least uh, that victims haven't seen uh, under Chase Boudin. At least that I think is a reasonable take on it. Uh, and clearly there are others who, who might might share that take. I mean, talking about in the electorate. So uh, when you talk about ha having to balance all of these things and all of these quite nuanced and layered situations, judges are a part of this as well. So when you go to the court and you tell your attorneys to advocate for one thing or another of the sort you're talking about, like an upgrade in charges, you do need cooperation from that court, don't you? Yeah, we need them in certain respects. And so um, one of the main areas where they make a, you know, have impact is when somebody is released at the outset of their case. So at arraignment, we make an argument about custody status. And that argument, right, is what weighs upon a judge to then decide what their ruling is going to be. Either somebody's released back out into the public or they're not. And for two and a half years, they really have not functioned in an adversarial system where the DA's office was making a public safety argument with respect to somebody's custody status. They essentially had two public defenders coming in and saying, we concede right to somebody's released in most cases. And so now they're being confronted with real public safety arguments um, as to whether or not somebody should be released um, in certain types of cases. The other area is, like, like I said, is diversion in the misdemeanor courts. Um, and then, of course, sentencing after a trial. Um, that's where judges really come in and we need them to be, um, you know, good stewards of the law. Uh, if you have text messages, you can text them. Why don't in you to, just text uh, it? District Attorney Brooke Jenkins, and you can also you put them in the chat and we'll uh, pass them along. Also on the email, I, did, I got an email, uh, uh, several actually, I'm just trying to kind of uh, wade through uh, them, and I'll get to that in a second. But just because you're talking about uh, what happens with the judges and releasing and this kind of thing, I want to just relate quickly a conversation I had with somebody from Silicon Valley who was, of course, pitching a technology that is different than the um, uh, ankle bracelet and was saying, uh, why can't everybody who is uh, involved in the court system, uh, misdemeanor or a waiting trial or whatever, uh, be fitted for, and then he showed me this thing he's working on, because it's a, as you might imagine, as I say, it's a Silicon Valley related thing. And he's uh, got a little sort of unobtrusive, it would it would fit on the arm, almost like a watch, it looks like a Fitbit, really. You, why aren't they using these in greater numbers, was his point. That way you guarantee they'll show up for trial also, and this is his big point, and I wanted to get your take on it, that when there's another crime, and you can track their whereabouts because of GPS, put them at the scene of that crime, that then would lead to their potential holding in a jail situation as opposed to letting them go out on their own recognizance or whatever the legal terminology is. How do you feel about, you know, applying some sort of additional technology that way? Um, you know, I think whatever we can find that would allow people, like I said, you know, who aren't our most dangerous offenders to be out, right, still um, operating in society, but with the ability for us to make sure that they're functioning in a, in a productive manner, not, you know, committing future crime that we know where they're at, that would be great. Um, currently, our ankle monitoring system is one that is designed to tell us somebody's 
specific location, so long as they don't cut it off, um, which it does happen from time to time. But um, generally, we're able to track their location based on that GPS device. Um, Who gets one of those, Brooke? So there's sort of uh, there, there's an assessment that the court does. Are you somebody who should be just released with no sort of conditions? Right. To, we just trust that you won't break the law while your case is open. We have people who then are um, fitted with a with a GPS monitoring device um, that the court thinks need, you know, require a little bit more supervision. We then have people who have that device and also are placed on house arrest as sort of an extra layer. And then we have detention um, in the jail while the case is open. So those are sort of the layers. Uh, fabulous producer John Daly, did you have something you wanted to ask? Chris? Fabulous producer John Daly. Yep. Yeah, Brooke, could you speak to the um, expanded use of cameras, um, especially those from uh, private businesses? I'm thinking Union Square, et cetera, and, 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 and how that benefits um, prosecution. Yes. And so I was a big proponent of giving police real time access to this camera footage. And that's because we're in a day and age where jurors want to see video footage. Um, they're used to seeing that on Instagram and on YouTube and on their, you know, on the news. And so, um, you know, to walk into a courtroom without video evidence, you're already starting a, from a from, you know, behind as a prosecutor. Um, it also really, quite frankly, enables us to, to know, do we have the right person? One. And is there evidence that the crime um, that a crime actually occurred? I will tell you that just recently um, I had the opportunity to evaluate some video evidence of a situation that ended up once we watched it exonerating somebody because uh, it was very clear that they had acted in self-defense. And I will tell you, there were no other uh witnesses to this crime who had come forward. And so without that video footage, it could have very well ended up with this individual being charged uh, for this crime. But because there was this footage, we were able to look and say, you know, wow, this person was acting in self-defense. And so for each case that it, it helps and assists our prosecution, there's equally a case where it potentially um, allows us to exonerate somebody. And that's why it's so essential. No, it makes total sense. It would seem to me, that, as for all the reasons that you just articulated, that you, you want that. Just our last few minutes with Brooke Jenkins, uh, District Attorney of San Francisco, San Francisco, just from looking at uh, so many different questions. Uh, here's a repetitive theme, which is uh, uh, from Catherine, who texts in, and I love, uh, I love live theater, but I don't want to go to San Francisco anymore, even in the afternoon, because of my concern for personal safety. I, I, don't, I feel unsafe going around. There's a lot of that. Uh, Jason from the Mission District, um, seems like the city is turning a blind eye to the obvious bicycle chop shops that are all over the city. Do you see that, Brooke Jenkins? Is there a blind eye being turned to, towards some of these things that we know about? I think there has been, yes. I mean, I've passed those chop shops myself coming through the city. Um, I, I see a lot that's been going on um, and that our office has effectively decriminalized. And, and to the extent that the DA's office says we have a blanket policy of not prosecuting something, there's no, there's no reason for the police to make those arrests. The cases are going to be discharged, right? We're not going to move forward. And so um, what my position has been as the district attorney, I don't have the right to choose what the laws of the state of California are. I don't get to decide that I'm going to ignore certain laws and observe others. We have, we have a duty and that's to enforce all the laws. Um, and so I've communicated that with Chief Scott in the, in the police department that we are not gonna have selective prosecution. We're gonna make sure that we prosecute all crime in San Francisco to the extent that it needs to be. And like I've said, 
accountability can come in many different forms. It doesn't always mean jail. Um, for some people, it's a vocational training program that they're required to complete so that they are in a position after their case to get a job. Um, for some people, it's drug treatment. But we can't allow the chaos that's going on on our streets and continue to turn that blind eye. Uh, in our last couple of minutes with Brooke Jenkins, I wanted to, uh, and by the way, if you have an email, you can send it now. Try to, uh, you know, shoehorn you in here at the end. But I've received I, a lot I, of positive I, Hey, Mark, letters. could you ask Brooke, uh, while all the neighborhoods deserve uh, safety, do you have any plans to protect tourist areas? Again, this is a little tough because, well, Brooke, you can explain what you have control over and what you don't. But anyway, um, I live in the Fisherman's Wharf area, and I've had to help foreign tourists call both the police and their car rental agencies after their cars have been broken into and all their luggage stolen after running into Ghirardelli to get some souvenir chocolate. I mean, literally, that was the only thing that they were doing, apparently. Uh, shouldn't there be a little additional police presence in the tourist areas? That is the primary business of San Francisco. Thanks, Kate. Uh, I wonder if you can speak to that. Uh, by the way, uh, if we had a dollar for every one of those, we could you know, fund a program in the city with so many anecdotes take on that tone. Uh, your thoughts and what yes. do you have control over? So, you know, I don't have control over policing, but what exactly. I will say yeah. is that um, they are almost 600 officers short. Every single uh, district station, with the exception of the Tenderloin station, are short about 25 plus officers. It makes a huge difference in, in how they're able to keep right rotating patrols around the city of course fisherman's wharf and other tourist areas are some are a priority because we do we want to protect san francisco's economy which heavily depends upon tourism and at the same time balance that with the need for our residents and we have some communities really struggling with gun violence and and other things um and so they're they're doing their best is what i can tell you um they're really trying to incentivize officers to work overtime um, but thankfully the board of supervisors and the mayor did agree that uh, they would increase the budget for, for SFPD to make their pay more competitive. Who would have thought that SFPD was making less than BART police? You wouldn't yeah, believe it. it and now it's a remarkable thing. And it's funny. We talk about this all the time. We talk about two things. We talk about the, uh, the fact that uh, the number of cops is down. I mean, really, you know, dangerously low if you're trying to increase those patrols in the city. And we talk about firefighters just in California generally. Those numbers are way down as well. How would you, this is, again, not your area, sorry to have to hit you with uh, questions that, about things you don't necessarily have direct control over, but nonetheless, I'd really like your take. Is it money with enough uh, of a budgetary increase you could bring the SFPD up to where it needs to be in terms of staffing? Is that the answer or are there other things as well? Well, that certainly plays a role. It's something that I'm up against in my office as well. We don't pay the same as Santa Clara County or San Mateo County. And so we lose lawyers all the time to those counties. So it's, it's a factor. But when you couple that, right, the disparity in pay within what appeared to be a hostility towards police, um, not only, you know, San Francisco, we're never going to be police lovers. That's not us. Um, but I think um, there was an overwhelming hostility that uh, was also embodied by the DA's office that sort of made put people second guess. Do I, is that really where I would want to become a police officer? Um, and so they, they've been able to, if I am going to do it, I'm going to apply to somewhere where I'll get paid more at the very least. Um, and so I think we have to change that climate. And I really do think we've turned a corner on that in San Francisco. Everywhere that I go, I don't hear, we don't want police. I hear, why aren't there more police? Um, and like I said, I've tried to foster an environment where, yes, we will demand that policing is done the right way, um, but that 
is supportive of, of the work that they do because it is essential to the to this city's function. Such a pleasure to have you join us. I uh, very much appreciate your time. Also, the difficulty of your job. I oh. think there was a sense that uh, somehow you could just put the bat beam up, recall the last DA, and all of a sudden the, the city was going to get better. I think there's that sort of desperation on the part of San Franciscans. You can only do so much, but it seems as though your initial steps have really been aggressive. So I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you'll come visit again. Thank you. Of course, of course, as most people know, I have an election um, just three weeks away. And so I'm trying to make sure that we can stay on course um, and not go backwards because the recall was not it. Um, we could certainly go backwards if we don't. And uh, full disclosure, you have my vote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, thank yeah, you. There you go. All right. Wow. I think you had... I think uh, on this crew, you're uh, you're very well thought of. Wouldn't worry yeah. about you. You don't have to canvas this show. We're pretty much on board. <laughs> As a native um, San Franciscan, I just want to thank you for doing something. Thank yeah. you. And Good stuff. We're gonna get it done. We will. We are gonna. We're gonna make sure things get cleaned up. John, is your love letter to uh, Brooke Jenkins over now? I'll, 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 follow, I'll follow up an email. All right. <laughs> Brooke Jenkins, everybody. Thanks, Brooke Jenkins. Thank you, Mark. Good luck. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Really Thanks, cool. Wow. She's That's a real fun. thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And the conversations uh, I've had with her off the air, she is the real deal. And I 100% support her. The Mark Thompson Show at gmail.com if you want to reach us. The Mark Thompson Show at gmail.com. Uh, couldn't get to everybody, but we got to most every issue, I think. Um, there is a, the question of violent crime. As you know, even Brooke Jenkins' family has been uh, the victim of violent crime. So it's uh, something that has uh, uh, also afflicted the city. But day-to-day -day life in San Francisco has been punctuated by this lawlessness that is, it's real. And I think that person who, I think it was Kate who emailed in about these tourist areas that have just been besieged by these various, those that know they can get away with it, uh, smashing grabbers and worse. Um, I think that's a, it's a real problem. And the number of cops in the city is a huge issue. So uh, I'm glad we touched on that uh, as well. Uh, Kim's news upcoming top of the hour. And uh, I do want to get a bit more into uh, Herschel Walker. Also the, the whole situation with that race in Georgia, the polls are open there now, and Pennsylvania and Nevada. We can get into a little um, of that uh, next hour. I'll also address the controversy on YouTube. We've had, uh, well, uh, we had our Friday show uh, taken down. And um, do I have time to get into that now, John? What are we doing now? What should I do yeah. now? Uh, we okay. have Steve coming up at uh, 50 past, but we can talk about that and we can talk about the podcasts. Oh, yes. What did well, we do that was so wrong? Do we know? Yeah, we do. And uh, it's fascinating, actually. So uh, let me 
explain what happened with Friday. And I'll uh, offer up the explanation. And if it needs to be, you know, uh, embellished or uh, augmented by one of those is a ding word. Isn't is embellished or augmented a ding word? No, <laughs> neither one. I think augmented no? I would go for. Yeah. yeah. Neither one. The judge is saying. I would I go think, for augmented. Okay. Yeah, I would. Um, somebody during the Brooke interview suggested that there was a ding word in there. Did you see it? Uh, on the text line, which Why don't is you on the uh, YouTube chat, you can text us. You can also email us and say the Mark Thompson show at Gmail. Uh, I think it was statutory. Statutorily. 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 Statutory would not, but statutorily is a ding word. Wow. So very well thought. Wow. Yeah. Very strong poll. Who was that? Um, I have to go back. Mackay? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mackay. Great ear. Our Friday show was taken down by YouTube. And now let me tell you why. Friday, as you know, we do Friday Fabulous Florida. I talk about any number of things that are going on in the world the way we did any other show. It was our third show. As you know, we've been trying to get everything up technically and all the rest. And we didn't see anything controversial. The second hour, we had Michael Shore on. We talked politics. We talked about uh, the committee hearings. And we also had Michael Snyder, the culture blaster, about movies. So it seemed to us to be a pretty benign show. I mean, from the standpoint of anything controversial, it didn't really seem to move the meter. So we got our show taken down on Friday because, and it's always uh, shocking when you get it, because you always feel like, gosh, what did we do? Did we say something or do something or show something? Uh, they said that we... Uh, perpetrated or propagated or otherwise, um, uh, what, uh, articulated the election lie from that we've heard. I'm now picking my words so carefully because I am worried about any mention being flagged. You don't want to say no. anywhere ixed? Yeah. Great. Uh, a great fix, John. Fabulous producer, yeah. John Daly. I think it, the point is that discussion about the hearings, that was enough for the artificial intelligence, which scrubs all of YouTube looking for anything that would be uh, uh, um, incendiary, which is a ding word. Uh, that was enough for that AI to flag us. And they took us down. And they say, we're issuing a warning. And since you're a new show, uh, this is your first. But the next time, you're going to be banned for a week. So I say two things right now, and then I'll tell you what we did. The thing I'm going to say now is, if that were to happen again, because we didn't say anything. Again, this is like a mistake, in other words, that they've made. But if we're the victim of another mistake, because you, as you know, you know what we do on this channel. It's nothing like the fire-breathing stuff that you'll find on other channels. But we do talk about those things that are affecting the world and America and politics. And we have some great minds to do it. So if it comes up again, I want you to know that there will still be new shows and they'll exist as podcasts. But the live show for the moment, if that were to happen again, would be taken off. So what did we do? We protested. In other words, we, we, you're allowed to appeal it. We did. And we thought this is going to be obvious. As soon as they listen to the show, they're going to realize that there's nothing here. I mean, there's, it, it's no more controversial than the stuff you'd hear on the PBS NewsHour. And yet uh, they denied our appeal. 
We filed it. They denied it. And we end up with this warning from YouTube that if it happens again, we're taking you down for a week. What? No. Wait a minute. What? (laughs) If what happened, we didn't do anything. If what happens again, if you violate curfew again, I didn't violate curfew. Can we be flagged? Can we can we can we be flagged for talking about being flagged? I don't think so. But we'll find out. I mean, I, I really you do. just I, don't get I, it. No, I don't you get don't. it. I don't get so, it. Anyway. Not like when you back talk your parents, you double down and they're like, okay, you don't want to be grounded for one week. Let's do two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh, right. It's what a, he's got going here is a situation. I tried. I tried. Okay. But the, but the sheriff, the YouTube sheriff put us, uh, put us in the, so that's what happened. And that's why that came down and we had no control and we did appeal it. And as you know, there was nothing controversial on the show. But nonetheless, it was uh, it was taken down. Welcome in now our founding and exclusive sponsor, Steve Moskowitz. Everybody, <laughs> Steve Moskowitz, we adore you. But others should find you because the work you do on behalf of all of us, business owners, individuals, uh, to get us through the complicated tax code is is legend, legend on this show and others who been in touch with you and connected to you for so very long so uh, this government program that you focus on and i know you focus on it also because i don't know how long it's actually going to be around it's called erc employee retention credit and we'll talk about that in a minute but but two things first mark as a listener i am thoroughly enjoying your show and i think it's even better than when you were on station x so, Wait a minute! Come on! Kudos. I'm just telling. I'm a listener. Let's I listen every finished. day. So I'm, I'm going to get you back on. Yeah. All right. And the well, second thing, so much, what we were just talking about when I came on, you know what that reminds me of? Welcome to working with the government. And this is what happens when people try to call the IRS themselves and say, "Well, I'll just explain and everything will be okay." It's kind of like that movie RoboCop where they showed him the security feature. Remember the arm with the machine gun? Sure. And they sent an employee to show the identification and the robot asked a second time, a little less politely, the employee showing the identification and the robot says failure and shoots him. Today is a special day. Today's 1017. This is the last day to timely file your extended income tax return for individuals and C corporations. And there's a lot of people that were working on this over the weekend and their tax preparers, and they're going to get a nasty surprise. They're going to say, oh my God, I got a whole bunch of taxes and I can't pay them. If that happens, you know, we we talk about ERC all the time. That's where the government pays you up to $26,000. And that's alive and well. We want to talk to you about that. But on the other hand, If you're filing your taxes today and you say, oh, my God, I don't have the money. Don't make the mistake of not filing the return. That's where the big penalties are. File the return and then contact us. And there's all kinds of deals, whether it's making monthly payments. There's another one where we talk to the government and ask them to reduce the amount that you pay. They forgive part of it. You only pay part, sometimes a small part or a penalty abatement or somebody just lost their job and you say, hey, leave me alone for a while until I get my new job or start my new business and then I'll make a deal. There's all kinds of things, but don't panic. Don't make the mistake of not filing. 
And of course, if you're a business person with employees, we're happy to talk to you about ERC and getting up to $26,000 for every employee that qualifies. Well, it's a remarkable thing that with an advocate like you, uh, all kinds of things are possible that aren't possible without an advocate who knows how to advocate with the IRS. It's Steve Moskowitz. You can reach him at 888-TAX-DEAL, 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 or also MoskowitzLLP.com. Thank you, Steve, for sponsoring our show and love hanging out. We'll talk Mark, next Mark, thanks hour. for doing the show. I love it. Okay, my friend. Thank you so much. This is no picnic, no summer camp. I misspoke. The science is ridiculous. Well, welcome to Family Feud, everybody. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. You are high as a pipe. I do hug and kiss people casually. I want to try something new. I'm ready for a new adventure. And I wanted to apologize to the Asian community, the Asian American community. So great to be with you all on our YouTube stream, which is live. You can reach us every day, 10 to noon, right here. You can text us. Why don't you just text it? Yeah, right in the stream, you can text us. It's pretty cool. I don't know. The, um, uh, the chats work pretty well, actually. You know, the chat in the, uh, in the YouTube. The YouTube. And one of the things I've gotten on the email, which is, again, show at gmail.com, is are you going to go to Twitch? Will you be available elsewhere? We deliberately chose YouTube so that this show would be more available. And we felt that it was the easiest, most accessible technology for most of our listeners. So if you are new, you need to, if you would please, like, hit the little thumbs up, and subscribe. And if you want to be notified when we go on the air, you hit that little bell and that will notify you when we have a new show. We are live 10 to noon every day, just like we were on the radio station. But this is our new way to connect with you. After we get off the air, you'll find this podcasted just like it was on the radio in all of the different places that carry podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. But the show live exists here. So we have to abide by YouTube rules. We're trying to, but even when we abide by them, sometimes things go sideways. So uh, here with fabulous producer John Daly and uh, with Kim John Daly. as well. Kim is here. Kim, how are you? Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break for Kim's news and find out what's going on. I have some thoughts about uh, any number of things that are happening. I've kind of put them off to the side. By the way, you know, can I just take uh, 15 seconds to mention... Steve Moskowitz mentioned that RoboCop and cops going and asking ID. He talked about that scene when the government essentially uses robots for little uh, interactions with the public. That they, On RoboCop, it goes sideways. Do you know where that's being done right now? It just started. In the Bay Area, this is being done. Oakland. Yeah. We'll tell you that story next if you're not up to speed on it. But uh, right now, Kim's News, do it. Do we have the a slightly different news theme for you, Kim? So uh, we'll take a break with uh, Kim's news and be back with more. And your comments, emails on the other side. Hey. 
Yeah. I like it. It's very eyewitness yeah. newsy. They're, they're, yes. On the Mark Thompson Show and very mm. serious news voice, I'm Kim McAllister. This report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz at Adax Deal. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Federal prosecutors want former Trump advisor Steve Bannon to spend six months in jail. Their recommendation coming after Bannon was convicted of contempt of Congress. He was hit with those charges after refusing to comply with a subpoena from the committee investigating last year's Capitol attack. Republicans are gaining an edge among voters as the election approaches, that according to a new poll out by the New York Times. It found 49 percent of voters plan to vote Republican, 45 percent Democratic. It's a big change from the September poll that showed Democrats with a one point lead. The economy, a major issue for voters and those concerned favored the GOP by more than a two to one margin. The poll also showed Republicans scooping up crucial independent voters, namely women, as the, the midterms approach. A pilot is okay after the biplane they were in flipped while taxiing down the runway at the Petaluma Airport. A strong gust of wind put that plane on its roof after landing Saturday afternoon. A pilot, the only person aboard, firefighters were called to stop gas from leaking out of the plane, and the federal officials are now investigating there. An attorney for Kevin Spacey says Durr will indeed take the stand in the sexual misconduct trial against him. It's unclear when he'll testify. Apple has another unionized store, employees in Oklahoma City voting uh, voting to join a union, and the company HelloFresh is shutting down an East Bay warehouse and laying off more than 600 employees. The world's largest meal kit company reports the 10,000 square foot facility in Richmond will be empty by the end of the year. Halloween getting a little scarier this year with candy prices higher than they were last year. Those who plan to pass out candy this October 31st will be paying 13% more for it. That, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, comes out to about a $2 increase on a $15 bag of candy. The largest yearly jump, though, in candy prices that they've ever recorded. And it's time to check your lottery tickets because there were two winners from Friday night's Mega Millions drawing, one of them in San Jose, that lucky person getting $247 million. The ticket. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The ticket was bought yeah, that, that's a life changing number. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it's a totally life changing number. We made, trust me, we called Nikki and made her check right away. That <laughs> yes. ticket was bought at a 7 Eleven, giving the store 1 million as well. The owner of the store, I can imagine, said it's so exciting and she admits that she screamed for five minutes when she planned, uh, when she found out. <laughs> they planned to share the money with employees and a nearby high school. I think I might scream for more than five minutes. I, think I would I scream might... for about five months. You'd call <laughs> yeah. my phone, I'd pick up, and you'd just hear it scre- <laughs> screaming for five yeah. months. 
pretty yeah. much. Uh, speaking of screaming, I might be screaming if I was this English couple. They have received quite a surprise. They discovered oh, more than $800,000 worth of rare coins while they were renovating their kitchen floors. British coin specialist Gregory Edmund says the North Yorkshire couple found the gold coins while working on their 18th century home in 2019. The coins linked to a merchant family dating all the way back to 1610. They uh, recently auctioned it off the coins for more than $850,000. So that's quite a find as well. This report sponsored by tax attorney, Steve Moskowitz for more than 30 years. Steve has put tax knowledge to work for individuals and businesses alike. So if you need help with your taxes, give Steve a call 888-TAX-DEAL, or you can reach him on the web, moskowitzllp.com. I'm Peter on the Mark Thompson show. The Mark Thompson show. It's a pleasure to have everybody with us. Yeah. It's fantastic. I know. We feel pretty good, to be honest. We do feel pretty good. The um, the ways you reach us are all sort of the same. You can text wow, us you right texted. into the YouTube chat. You can email us. Email is the Mark Thompson Show at gmail.com. So, I've received a lot of yeah, positive. Just go for it, I think. I want to say that um, there is a lot we'll get to this uh, hour. Herschel Walker, I'll mention uh, his uh, his uh, back and forth with uh, Raphael Warnock, but I'll also uh, mention uh, some of the other races that are going on, assuming we can get to uh, some of those as well. Um, I do think that um, I do think that the uh, law and disorder segment is particularly good today. I'll tell you one story in law and disorder before we get into it. Uh, it's related to a judge throwing out a juror. But it's why the judge threw out the juror that makes it particularly good as a story. And by the way, in all the Law and Order uh, episodes, in all the Perry Mason episodes to go way back, and even in all the new Perry Mason to go back not as far, I've never heard of this happening. Maybe you have. But we'll get to that. Uh, I want to welcome uh, everybody who's joining us. The fabulous producer, John Daly, fabulous of course. Fabulous producer, John and, uh, Daly. Uh, Kim, Kim, how are you? Kim is the uh, news person working dutifully. Neither of them got the lottery ticket. Kim's lottery ticket was purchased in Marin, I believe in Petaluma. Uh, well, if Kim, County, did, yeah. Yeah, if Kim did purchase it, she wouldn't be telling us. Uh, you know uh, what? I, I can't keep my mouth shut. I'd probably be telling you. Well, I have to tell you just apropos of that, if I can use the word apropos, I'm not going to ding it again. It was dinged uh, earlier in the first hour. Uh, but just re re uh, related to that, maybe. Um, we need your support. And you support us by subscribing to this channel, by liking this channel with the thumbs up. And that helps us in the algorithms, right? So they look at the number of subscribers you have. They look at the number of likes you have. And you have to like every single episode. You think, well, I liked it last five episodes. Why well, do I have to like it? That's the way it works. Nobody Again, likes her. Nobody likes her. Where is the, uh, I think nobody likes her is, um, did they send me nobody likes her? Uh, oh, I can't find it. They do this to you all the time. They do it to me all the time. I don't know what they do it for. And you know, I, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for. 
I feel like I want to stop the whole show down until I can find. But I should thank everyone who's contributed on Patreon, and I've tried to get back to everybody. We're inundated, so I'm I'm overwhelmed oh, that's with so gratitude. Nice. That's People great. are so yeah. kind. 162 patrons right now. Wow. And sadly, we need to do that thing that they do on public radio and public television. They go, oh. if you like this show, you have to keep it on the air. It's up to you. So you can support us by going to our Patreon page. Now, the Patreon, you, the Patreon link's right there in the YouTube uh, description, right? Yeah, and it will be posted on this one after. But if you hate Cars for Kids, contribute to the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you're tired of market volatility in the laser fund, yes. contribute to the show. Oh, Who's my God. Yeah, that's right. Good morning. Oh, that's very, very funny. I also think that um, I'm getting... Um, a bunch of emails. We'll sort through them later, John. Again, it's the Mark Thompson Show at gmail.com. Are these the couple, positive letters? Uh, they're some positive. Mostly positive they're letters. just questions. Um, the um, But I get uh, some good. You want a positive? Yeah. Your show, yay, from Annie. I'm so happy your show is back on YouTube. And Aww. Nikki, too. Now, Nikki's yeah. show will follow ours on her channel. Okay? So you'll find it. There's a link. There's a link. Uh, I know it's on her Twitter. It's the Nikki Maduro show.com. Oh, so not very hard of to. <laughs> um, I was so lost without you all. Mark, I love your laugh, and I'm so overjoyed to hear your voices again. That's really cool. Thank you really so much nice. for that, Annie. Um, maybe now you can be on for more than just two hours, asked Brenda. Uh, mm, <laughs> It's all we can do to get two hours on the air, Brenda. Yeah. Let me say that. Uh, when I click on the KJoinExile.com, it either does not load at all or it redirects to your YouTube channel. Well, because we took it down because we wanted uh, to go just with the host's name. So that's what happened. So you can find us at themarkthompsonshow.com and thenickymadoroshow.com. Yeah. Do I need to start a channel to be able to join the chat? No, you don't need to start a channel. You just need to log into YouTube. You have to have a Gmail account. Isn't that right, John? Yeah. Uh, you need a Google account, which is, covers right. Gmail, covers YouTube, and everything. So you need a Google account. So just register the Google account, and you'll be able to then uh, join the chat. You'll be able to, again, like the videos, and you'll be able to subscribe. So I never thought I'd be one of those, please like, subscribe, and share well, guys. And if you want to be like the kids, you got to say, smash that like button. Oh yeah, that's right. Smash the li smash the like like. Then you let him finish. Yeah, sir. I think he was done. Is uh, it rude for me to click on the like button because I did it earlier and then I felt like no, not at all. No, you've got to vote for yourself. Oh, if yeah. you don't vote for yourself, if you who else is going to vote yourself, for you? Yeah, yeah. I believe. Um, John, did you did I send you earlier the um, story out of Oakland about the the robots? Did I send that to you? No, or not? I'm intrigued. Uh, will yeah. you? Find it for me because I, with all, everything I've got to do, it's there. Just go uh, Oakland robots law enforcement and you'll find it. I'll Google I mean, it. it cool. Yeah. If you could Google it, I, I appreciate Because I wanted to, Google I, I promised I'd share it with everybody. I read it earlier and I just wanted to share a couple of facts. I mean, it's amazing. Like all these technologies are coming to bear being used by law enforcement and maybe in some scary ways. I mean, some of these things can go sideways. Can you get arrested so, by a robot? Well, not so far. But that may not be far off. YouTube is working on it. Okay. Yeah, YouTube, as you know, they, they put us in YouTube jail with Friday's show, and we had no, we didn't violate anything. No 
no standards, no, you know, whatever processes. Processes and protocols and standards. Yeah, and we didn't violate any of them. So, all right, without any further delay, let's do it. Law and disorder. In the criminal justice system, the people, pimps, addicts, thieves, bums, minos, girls who can't keep an address, and men who don't care, are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. A cop, a flatfoot, a bull, a dick, John Law, you're the buzz, the heat, your poison, your trouble, your bad news. These are their stories. Well, we have some uh, wild news, some serious news, news out of the city. And um, I'll just take you right to uh, one of our first stories. And that is that, and this is an amazing fact, servers dressed as Power Rangers save a woman being attacked at an Oakland restaurant. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You gotta love it. Yeah. Employees dressed as Power Rangers at a new restaurant in the East Bay sprang into action, became real superheroes by saving a woman who was being attacked. It was documented in a now viral series of tweets. This woman was having dinner and she saw what was going down and she started videoing it. Like 90 superheroes taking orders, slinging drinks, and then stopping a, an attack. Um, the craziest thing just happened at dinner, she said on her Twitter feed. I'm at a ramen shop owned by... Thai people in Oakland, dressed as Power Rangers, she says. When a woman comes rushing in saying she wasn't safe, and a man came running in after her and puts her in a chokehold. All of the servers slash Power Rangers were moving toward the scene to help one another out. What can you tell us about the scene? Well, they were closing in on it. The patrons started getting involved in a way that was supporting and making sure everyone was safe. The uh, rangers, or uh, servers, ended up piling onto the guy, and then the cops showed up. Oakland cops confirm they detained the man. And uh, in that way, the rangers went back to um, serving Thai food. And that is that. There's a reason that, that this place is fun. Well, it's, it's a bit more than fun that particular night. It was not fun for uh, for the dude who uh, was creating problems. They took him down, the perp. <laughs> the founder of the electric truck maker, I don't know if you'll, it's Nikola, N-I-K-O-L-A. Yeah, like Nikola Tesla. Exactly. That's the reason they chose the name. He's the maker of an electric uh, truck that was supposed to be revolutionary. Uh, I'll just say this about electric pickup trucks. They are... Uh, something that has really captured the market in large men, you measure. You may have seen the uh, Rivian trucks, trucks around. They're really cool looking, particularly yeah. from the front. They're yeah. really cool well, looking. I'll just mention one thing. I know they're cool looking, but they just recalled all of them. Oh, and, my. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I wish I could remember. Google I, it. I, there's a okay. reason <laughs> they recalled them all. But uh, you, Kim, will be able to tell us by the end of this. Uh, Google it and tell us why. Hello. But um, those are real trucks, though, in contrast to what i'm about to tell you oh they the have Nikola a loose company bolt. Mm. a loose bolt is that it yeah mm. it's a loose bolt yeah uh they that's in the rivian trucks you gotta tighten uh, it up this guy trevor milton started this other nicola truck it was a an electric pickup truck and it's really cool looking and it's really revolutionary and it has great range 
and it was going to turn the electric pickup truck market on its side. And it got tens of millions of dollars, even more than that. I think uh, the, the numbers are insane. They got big money investors um, to invest in this, again, what was likely to be revolutionary electric pickup. There's only one problem. It didn't exist. The whole thing's a scam. So this guy, though, was so good. He's 40 years old that he was able to get major investors to invest in this scam that represented itself as e-pickup. And the stock market actually bought into it. That's right. In fact, it was the stock market listing for Nikola that made this guy sick rich. So he bought all this stuff. He bought a Gulfstream jet, a multi-million dollar homes in the Tur- uh, home in the Turks and Caicos. Um, and he spent about $80 million of that money that was being poured into his business. And again, it was all a fraud. And so ultimately he was nailed. He was tried in federal court, and now he's been convicted. He could get 20 years. So, I mean, it's very, very possible. This guy may not see the light of day again until he's 60. Good day, sir! Yeah. Um, But it's interesting to me that these, what I would consider sophisticated investors, they can be taken in also. I feel as though a lot of us have been taken in through the years by one thing or another when it comes to investment. Here's an example of this guy. And his story would have been a good one. I think he's a college dropout, and he uh, had uh, uh, put together this vision, no formal training in engineering, seemed to have put together this this team for this special, as I say, offering that was going to turn the e-vehicle market upside down, and it was all a fraud. So he has been sentenced now. I, I should say he's been convicted. Sentencing will follow. Sheriff deputies shoot an armed North Bay man near Sonoma Plaza. That happened on Saturday. They were approaching uh, this guy. He brandished his weapon in the middle of the tourist district in Sonoma, and he was shot. This is a huge place. It's uh, the Sonoma Plaza. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a town square. It's very busy, a lot of tourists, a lot of wine country stuff going on. Apparently, he was. They say the cops say that he was terrorizing tourists in that area. It is a tourist mm. place, as Kim says. So they noticed he had a gun. They ordered him to drop it several times. He didn't comply, and uh, uh, he was struck. Ran away after a short chase. Uh, the man ran toward deputies, and they wounded him a second time. Uh, and the birdseed lady. Uh oh. She is linked to a growing rat problem in San Francisco. So what? Well, she's called the birdseed lady because she puts birdseed out for birds. Is but she associated you know, with Joe Box? Uh, you know, she should get a Joe, Joe Box uh, and Little Anthony. Like a nickname, like um, or Birdseed. Fat Mo Black's brother, Fat, Fat Andy. Andy. Yeah, Fat Andy would be, uh, uh, you'd think would be in league with her, maybe. The I'll bet if lady. she... If she were in league with Joe Box or Joe Box and Little Anthony or Little Anthony, I think it is likely that she wouldn't have had the issues that she's having now. Because what's happened is 
the bird seed, I guess, is enjoyed by not only birds, but by rats, everybody. And rats. Oh, we don't uh, like rats. Mm. Hey. Und- Hundreds, possibly thousands of pounds of birdseed have been dumped around Glen Park over the past two years by the birdseed lady. Uh, They're seeing birdseed everywhere, they say, and they're seeing rats everywhere. I feel like birdseed is one of those things wouldn't bother you as much as rats would. Even though rats are sweet, I think they probably get a bad name, but they do carry illness and, you know, illness and disease. Nothing cute about it, so... Uh, I've seen them in my own yard running along the fence, said one resident. We were enjoying our backyard with friends, and there's a rat coming along the fence. Yeah, that'll kill your buzz for sure. Uh, and she drops, you know, she's not just spreading a little bit of birdseed. I'm imagining that she'd get away with that. Like she, Cinderella, um, a little scatter here and a yeah. little scatter there. Well, it sounds like she has has mental issues, so she's dumping uh, major amounts of birdseed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, thanks for bringing us down, John. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. um, Happy Monday. 15 to 30 pounds of birdseed. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of birdseed. That's expensive, Uh, too. I don't know how you get the money. Well, yeah, maybe she's dumping all that birdseed. Wealthy lady who's not mentally. My mom's kind of a birdseed lady, but it's in the backyard. Hmm. Uh, I want to get to the juror story, so I'm going to do that quickly now, and then I'll get to um, the uh, alcohol story. So, um, you know, um, I, uh, the- I'd be willing to bet my lunch mm. that there's alcohol involved. Well, not, not in this story. In the next story, there's alcohol involved. In this story, uh, accused of flirting, a juror is dismissed from a very high-profile trial. You know, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, they had a whole plan to to kidnap and kill her, okay? And there are three guys who are all on trial in connection with this plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. And the attorney, prosecuting attorney, pointed out to the judge that one of the jurors is flirting with not one of the attorneys, Flirting with one of the defendants. So Ooh, it's a wild idea. It's a wild look. I mean, you know, the heart, Ooh, the heart, it's a wild the idea. Heart but it just might work. Wants what it wants is the point. You know, how did you guys meet? Well, you know what? It's odd. I was a juror, and he was a defendant. Can the two keep it together? Yeah, we met online. Let's find out <laughs> in season one. Um. Mm-mm. It didn't just happen one day. It happened over multiple days. I decided it's safer to err on the side of caution, says Judge Thomas Wilson. Wilson said he's never seen such behavior in nearly 35 years of practice. There's never been anything like it before. There's never been anything like it. Where's the never been anything like it? Wow. Nobody has ever put something like this together that I've ever seen. Right, exactly. Okay, well, that's more or less it. Um, I mean, if you're smiling, if you're winking, nudge, nudge, smiling that much, that's it. That's quite an attraction. <laughs> have you ever seen, seen anything yeah. like this? Yeah, I There's nothing in our history that quite compares to this. To this. No, it really is true. It's magic. Do you think well, there's a rose ceremony or maybe a gavel <laughs> ceremony? <laughs> Come on. Fabulous producer, John um, Daly. 
It is Your Honor, I'd loud. like to call for a recess. Yes, I'd like to call for a recess in the honeymoon chamber, please. Yeah. Um, and finally, friends, this story, which does relate to alcohol. And Menlo Park. Five are arrested in Menlo Park for allegedly furnishing minors with alcohol. Menlo Park is uh, south of San Francisco. Those of you who don't, uh, who are listening on the stream, don't really know the Bay Area too well. Kind of on the peninsula side of San Francisco. Um, Menlo Park cops and California alcoholic beverage control agents arrested five residents for allegedly furnishing alcohol to minors. Right? I'd be willing to bet my lunch. Well, you don't that have. There's alcohol. We're not involved. taking bets for your lunch because we've already said there's alcohol involved. They conducted a decoy shoulder tap operation. How about that, Ooh, everyone? It's, it's a, a wild idea, yeah. but it just might work. Uh, in the operation, this is how the, I don't need probably to tell most of you how the decoy shoulder tap operation works, but I'm going to tell you anyway. A minor under the direct supervision of an officer stands outside the liquor store, see, and asks adult patrons to buy them alcohol. Obviously, they can't buy alcohol themselves because they're underage. When an adult agrees to purchase the alcohol, agents swoop in and arrest them and cite them, furnishing alcohol to minors. Oh, this is a good question. Furnishing alcohol to minors. How much is the penalty for furnishing alcohol to minors? Let's ask. Kim, I ask you. Oh, Kim, how are I'm you? I'm going to say 500 bucks. No, no, no. Let me say 1500. 1500. Yeah. John Daly, fabulous producer. Fabulous producer, John Daly. What is the amount that you are fined if you are convicted of furnishing alcohol to minors? There's a minimum fine. What is that minimum fine? Uh, minimum's going to be probably I think as a former bar manager, let's see if the numbers are still the same. Two fifty to a thousand. No, you have to pick one or the other. No, so I mean, that's the range. So be, the minimum, minimum would be two fifty. Okay. I wonder in the chat if anybody's got any uh, in the ch YouTube chat. What's the minimum? I ask you mm. for furnishing alcohol to a minor. Calvin says five hundred. Uh, mm -hmm. So does Immortal Tiger. Dave mm -hmm. Kaplow says fifteen grand, and Catherine uh -huh. says five grand. Well, it's not going to be 15 grand. It's not going to be the minimum, I wouldn't think. The answer is $1,000, everybody. Yeah. Oh, that was it. it went up. It's it's inflation. Yeah. It went up. <laughs> I, I had a, a coworker. I got a, I had a coworker who was fined. Um, but oh. the bar ended up turning around and paying him back. Oh, is that right? Why, why yeah. is that? Well, because, you know, the bartender couldn't afford the fine. But shouldn't the bartender have carded him? I mean, didn't the bartender? Uh, well, what happened? What happened was uh, you're supposed to have some, you have somebody at the door who checking IDs, but that person is not legally responsible, mm -hmm. right? So that the bartenders, because we're so busy, are relying on that person to check IDs. But at, at the end of the day, it's the bartender who, um, by law, has to make that determination. So at the end they of the day, goofed. It's the bartender. And if I saw somebody who looked like they're 19 and I did catch a lot of underage people, um, I would card them again at at the yeah. bar. That is Law and Disorder for today. Tune in again next time for more Law and Disorder on The Mark Thompson Show. All right, that's it. Let's roll. Hey, let's be careful out there. I want to take a break and check in with Kim's news, of course. Um, the, um, the poop from birds on sidewalks is horrendous. 
Well, says, the poop from humans in San Francisco is horrendous. Yeah. Um, if you want to put them and, in order. And the science is ridiculous. I might the add. science <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, there's that too. Um, but it's true. You know, too many birds, uh, too much poop. The whole poop bird formulation, that calculation is a very delicate one. This is why we need Joe Box to regulate the rats. Right, Joe Box. Let me tell you. Hey. They, Joe Box and little Anthony. They, 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 they Stuff is running on time. We're, we're in charge. Joe Fish, Sal the Shoemaker, Sal Joe the, Box and little Anthony. We don't hear about, um, we don't hear about uh, Sal the Shoemaker much anymore. I wonder what he's up to. We've got to maybe check that out for our next show. Anyway, this is the Mark Thompson Show on YouTube. You found us. You need to smash that like button on yeah. every episode. The thumbs up. <laughs> Smash it. Smash it with your uh, your mighty hand. Remember that we used to have a drop like that? You know, you can smash it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Smash yes, it. Yes, you can. Smash it again. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. you That's right. Subscribe. And uh, by subscribing, you will help us in the algorithm. So thank you You can help much. us buy a Movado watch. Buy a Movado watch. You can no. get a Movado watch in Sam's. You can buy a Movado watch. What can you tell? You can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Come on. Oh. <sighs> I don't know. All right. Can you imagine if you just went off on the listeners mm. about no. their contributions? Like, that's like, yeah. You know that that was pre that preacher was going after his congregation for not contributing enough because he wanted certain things that he couldn't buy. And so he didn't want a Movado watch because you can buy a Movado watch at Sam's. You can buy a Movado mm -hmm. watch in Sam's. So if I went off like that about our Patreon, that would be a, you know, you can click the Patreon link, find us, patreon.com slash the Mark Thompson show. And you can support us that way. You got to pay. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We've got to pay for everything, so we really need your help. So thank you. Uh, John, I ask you again, uh, I will take a break with uh, Kim's News. Is there anything else I need to do? Um, no, I think you covered all the bases. You're doing a great uh, job, MT. Yeah, thank you. That's why you're here. You're, uh, I, I love every time you tell me I'm doing a great job. So thank you. Thanks, everybody. We'll take a break, get some uh, from my voice, get some news from Kim. We've got a half hour of big show coming your way, so it's going to be special. Thompson Show. On the Mark Thompson Show, I'm Kim McAllister. This report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz at 888-TAX-DEAL. Top, uh, top Federal Reserve official signaling the central bank is not done raising interest rates. Speaking over the weekend in Washington, D.C., James Bullard said rates could be raised by three quarters of a percentage point in November and December. But the president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve says it's too soon to say whether a December rate hike may happen. A man who was suspected of being connected to a series of murders in Stockton, one in Oakland, arrested over the weekend. Police Chief Stanley McFadden is saying 43-year-old Wesley Brownlee was arrested Saturday during the overnight hours at the Winslow Way and Village Green Drive area in Stockton. Authorities believe 
they arrested him and stopped another killing that may have been uh, in the process. Stockton Police Department officials also say the people that provided tips that led to the arrest of that serial alleged serial killer over the weekend will get paid. Officials say they offered a $125,000 cash reward for those with information that helped lead to the arrest, and authorities say they received at least 100 tips a day since opening up a tip phone line just a couple of weeks ago. The state of Nevada could be the next one to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. California passed the legislation in August. New York did the same in September. State lawmakers now considering passing a law for light-duty vehicles based on California's Clean Cars 2 regulation. The Nevada Division of Environmental Protection Department Vehicles have started the process of considering adopting Clean Cars 2 for Nevada. Two parents arrested for attacking a high school principal after their child was injured in a fight. Yuba County Sheriff's Department officials say the incident happened near Lindhurst High School in September. A student was in a fight taken to the hospital. The principal sent out a letter informing the community about the fight. And the next day, the parents of the injured student allegedly assaulted the principal. Officials say they found a ghost gun at the parents' home. Those parents now facing multiple charges. In Santa Cruz, open streets back. About 10,000 people packed West Cliff Drive from Lighthouse Point to Natural Bridges State Park yesterday. The iconic Oceanside Roadway was blocked off to cars for two miles as people stopped at booths and listened to music. It was the event's eighth year after a two-year break because of the pandemic. Residents in one Fort Worth, Texas neighborhood say they are getting fed up with the activities of someone they're calling Edward Scissorhands. Yes, the unidentified man is trimming their trees in the middle of the night without their permission. <laughs> one, one resident caught this guy on the surveillance video about three wow. in the morning. Don't let the door hit you when the good Lord splits you. I'll tell you that right no, now. I think you wanted it's a wild idea. I think that guy lives next to Mark with the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, that that's right. I got a, Ooh, it's that's, wild idea. So he's Just in the like middle what? of the night. He is uh, trimming, middle. kind of doing his own little topiary thing. Yeah, middle of the night. He has reportedly trimmed about a dozen trees on three streets. Apparently, this is causing problems with the HOA. Neighbors say they filed police reports. It's unknown if he'll face any charges if caught. Now, I have one of these, but they come plant things in my yard. It's my mom who lives next door. We call her the garden fairy. So she's welcome. This guy, Edward Scissorhands, he is not welcome. He is not a garden you, fairy. You have some a good Samaritan sort of who will edge your lawn for you? Is that what you're telling yeah, us? My mom. My mom. I come home and it's all done. She's, it, oh, it's that's all, pretty great. You know, tulips and daffodils planted. The bulbs is come Taking any outside work, or is she only doing your place? <laughs> yeah, she only she's the garden fairy. We you never know where she's going to strike. I thought maybe yeah. it was Winona Ryder. She used to live in Petaluma. No, 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 it's not Noni. This yeah. report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz for more than thirty years. Steve, who we adore, has put his tax knowledge to work for individuals and businesses alike. If you need help with your taxes, give Steve a call eight 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 Tax Deal, or you can check him out on the web at moskowitzllp.com. I'm Kim McAllister on the Mark Thompson Show. They had to close down an entire radio station to silence him. <laughs> and now, he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Thompson. The Mark Thompson Show. 
All right. Wow, that's a pretty heavy. Uh, that's a heavy lick you're laying down. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Give us a riff. Cool your, Here's a riff, man. Where's Where's that's, your leather motorcycle jacket? I mean, yeah, that's like you know, a rock and roll Anthony. Uh, that, that's a total yeah. rock and roll Anthony riff. Oh, wait, do we still have the whip? Uh, we do. I think I might have the whip. Let me see if I have. Mm. I hate that I know a lot of listeners think Kim is into that kind of thing, you know. No, I'm not. I'm not into that kind of thing. Not into Mm. it. (laughs) Man, that's pretty brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, right. That's a good word. Come on, ding me. (laughs) No, it feels great, baby. Where's the feels great, baby? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Feels great, baby. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Niners got schooled. It was a rough one. Man. Um, truly, truly a, uh, a rough one over the weekend. That Niners game was weird. They, it looked ugly early. They were down two touchdowns, 14, nothing. And then they, and to be fair to the Niners, I know, you know, everybody, you know, was sort of looking at them as a real choice to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, but to be fair to them, they had seven injuries on defense and it, it showed, I mean, you know, and they have, they've lost an offensive lineman on the blind side of Garoppolo. So you end up with these problems in terms of injuries affecting the performance of the team overall. So I was um, still hopeful that they could beat a, an inferior football team in Atlanta, but they, they clearly could not. By the way, Atlanta plays, and this is just a little thing. We don't really do sports. We leave that to uh, <laughs> other conversations. But it is funny that it's one of the few stadiums still left where they have astroturf there, like the where there's astroturf's very dangerous for the players to you know maneuver on. They're maneuvering so quickly. And the other thing I would say is you know like the NFL doesn't have enough problems with these concussions. They clearly don't really have a concussion protocol. They say they have a concussion protocol, but here's the deal on the NFL: they pull guys out of the game. They had a there's a player, um, is it Terry Bridgewater, who was the uh, guy who they said they'd use only on an emergency basis because of his concussion problems. Okay, what does that mean? Only on emergency? Can he play or not? What do you mean on an emergency basis? It's, you see, it doesn't really, and he ends up. Wouldn't you have to check the processes and protocols? And yeah, you'd think they have processes, protocols, and standards. And they say they do, but they, they don't. Processes no. and protocols and standards. They have them, but it's a little like um, TSA. They always talk about what gets through TSA. I think the people at TSA are doing the best job they can, but still a bunch of stuff gets through. Um, but you realize TSA is there for the public as well to feel a little better about it's everything going It's a security going on. theater. Yeah. And so, same thing with the concussion protocol. I mean, that's where it really was nakedly clear. Wow, this guy, you pulled him out because he's had too many blows to the head. But in an emergency, you can use him. Well, I don't get that. Is he available or not? So, anyway. Um, Netflix is launching their ad-supported service. They'll be doing it next month. The new plan will be $6.99 a month. You'll get ads, though. It'll be like watching uh, ad-supported content anywhere. It's a dollar cheaper, that $6.99, than the ad-supported plans from Disney and Hulu. It's 30% less than the tier at HBO Max. So there's a little bit of a price war going on. You know, 
these are huge companies. And even with huge companies owning everything, we've allowed these mergers to occur, as you know, in this country. And uh, I think in an unfettered way, unrestrained, it's awful. These media companies, that's one of the reasons that we're on YouTube right now, because one company owns all of these radio stations. And by the way, they it's, it's legal for them to do it. There's nothing wrong with what they did from the standpoint of the law and, and regulations. All the regulations have been taken off. That happened in the mid-90s. We've talked about this before. But you see, even in the little ways that Netflix has to compete with the other big, fully merged companies like uh, HBO Max, of course, is a part of, part of that whole Warner Discovery thing, or Disney, which does Disney Plus, Hulu, which is ABC, and Disney also, I think. The, you see, even with these huge companies, how a little bit of competition brings prices down. So well, when Netflix talk, lost 970,000 subscribers in the, in the second quarter of the year. Well, and that was owing in part to the fact that they're expensive, you know. And, and they, there's a lot of competition, too. People are like, well, the, the shows suck. I can say suck now. Uh, the shows yeah. suck, and we're going somewhere else, right? I'm going to Paramount Plus. I'm going to HBO Max. I know a lot of people are juggling their streaming services based on the shows. Yeah, it's and a lot of people are doing that thing where they subscribe for a week and then they right. drop the subscription, you know. Don't do that to our show. No, please. Well, it doesn't cost you anything to subscribe. So subscribe and hit the like button. I would like you to help us with... Um, I would like you to help us with Patreon because I am trying to keep everybody paid. And so to do that, we need our terrific sponsor, Steve Moskowitz, and we need your Patreon subscriptions. So, and we need to subscribe to the channel and smash that like button. And let me just go back to Netflix for a second because it's kind of a while what's going to happen. I just want to make you aware of it. They have three plans right now and they have the highest average with major streamers. And only one right now offers a, plan for $19.99 a month. Uh, it's what Disney charges for an ad-free bundle. That's Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu, $19.99 a month. Um, the new service, the one that Netflix is going to launch, um, has some limitations, they say. Besides the ads, which Netflix say will be limited to uh, four to five minutes an hour, the new Netflix service won't be available in super high res. In the uh, two highest tiers, if you're paying the most money, you'll get that high res on Netflix. But for the $6.99, you'll get ads and you won't get it in high resolution. It also won't allow for shows to be downloaded to devices, which is if you're traveling, we've had people even talk about this because people take us on walks that they're having and they want to download us. In our case, if you have YouTube Premium, they'll let you download us. And we also available on podcasts after the yeah, show. Yeah, the podcasts the are very convenient. And, and if you need to stream the podcast and it's uh, the podcasting is a little overwhelming to you, you can just go to the markthompsonshow.com all the way to the bottom and you can stream the latest episode. That's right. That's a gr Thank you for mentioning that. The markthompsonshow.com. Go to the bottom and there it is. Boom. You can, you know, you can download it. It's all there, yeah. black and white, clear right. as crystal. It's pretty clear. It really is at the bottom of the page. Anyway, new service will not let you for $6.99 download either. And it won't, um, 
they say that uh, shows that are on there now won't be available on the ad-supported uh, service because of licensing deals. So it's kind of an awkward rollout. I'd say our rollout actually has worked better than this new Netflix uh, rollout is working out for them. Alex Wagner is replacing Rachel Maddow, all you MSers. All the Libby Libby Libs like to watch a little MS. I guess she's not getting a big audience. I like her. Is it bad to say I think she's attractive? I think she's she's competent. Rachel? Uh, well, Rachel's very talented, of course. Yeah. But I'm talking about Alex Wagner, who replaced Oh, Rachel. okay. I haven't yeah. seen she's doing Well, she's doing Monday through, uh, I think, Monday through Thursday or the other way around. I think uh, yeah. Rachel's doing one day a week. Maybe I see. Yeah. That's what I'm shooting for. One, one day, day a week and 35 million a year the way Rachel does. Why kind of a letter, letterman plan. Yeah. someone's attractive like you can think they're smart and uh, and talented and you know a great host or or mm -hmm. television personality but if you right. say they're attractive it's somehow objectifying them and i just don't agree with that i think it's okay to say you know not that you want them or that 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 there's that's the only thing good about them but it's okay to right. comment and say oh they're also a really nice looking person yeah i, I don't know and, and i guess i'm she presents well too it's not just literally the way she looks Sure. But um, hey, look, I talk about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, my boyfriend. I love the way he looks. <laughs> well, he and there's a tactful way to do that, right? On the red carpet, they'll quickly say, you look great, right? Blah, blah, blah. Thank right. you. Thank you. Get it out of the way. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, look how hot of, Mark uh, Thompson is. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> there you go, kids. Yeah, you know. Like, uh, girl, you just woo. Girl, you just woo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Chris Cuomo's on News Nation. You know, Chris is the... Uh, it's never easy in this business. It's never easy in this business. And I, I've I told you, tell it's you never that, easy being uh, in this business. Well, I, Chris, we always... Uh, I was okay. I wasn't a huge fan. First, thank you. No, not a, no. Don't try to butter me up. Never a huge fan. But I also think you present very well. And some people are very happy with you. And clearly, you, I think you're a very smart guy. There's no question about that. So the well, ratings for directed at Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, is he does he present better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Is that what you asked? Uh, I I don't know. I I thought maybe you were talking to Jimmy Garoppolo. I uh, I Jimmy. I have only one man in my heart, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> um, the ratings for Chris Cuomo's uh, premiere not good. One hundred and forty-seven thousand viewers, um, and then the target demo just eight thousand people. So I guess that's not not considered very strong. So Chris Cuomo. You know, he had, he had the whole thing with his brother and, you know, uh, advising his brother when he shouldn't have. I can't help liking him. Because like you said, he just, he presents very well. He seems, you know, nice. I like him. Yeah. I'm, I think he presents well. I guess I, he's a bit performative. I've made this point before. I'm not, not a yeah. huge fan and was too chummy. The thing that he did with his brother was awful. I, right. I hated it from the very first second. Hated it. Agree. Agree. Um, did you but, ever see uh, his Instagram page? No, no. It's like, it was him behind the scenes at the CNN center, like um, lifting weights and flexing into the camera. Oh, oh my God. That's Hello. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm not into the that. The jerk store called. Yeah. They're running out of you. It is jerky. I think it's a little jerky. Um, but I get it kind of on brand for him as well and uh i, I do hug, hug and kiss yes. and kiss right. people casually right that's kind of runs in the family right yes apparently so um 
I mentioned the um, I mentioned the the politics of what's going on in Georgia, very tight race. I mentioned what's going on in Pennsylvania. Did I mention it? That mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Oz that, and team. Doctor Oz and team. They're trying to make a real show of the fact that Fetterman has he's had a stroke and that he's not able to. Um, you know, uh, think clearly and conduct the office of a uh, uh, senator in a in a way that makes sense. Uh, and literally, they're suggesting he can't make sense. Or, but I would clearly they're trying to exploit this. It's a pretty unseemly way to deal with a guy who's had a stroke you're running against. But it also, I mean, if it were literally true, I suppose you could you know, make something of it. It would appear that Fetterman's been fairly upfront about it. Uh, I understand that. The every line of his medical history is not made public, to be fair. But and he he needs that closed captioning now because of the way the brain is processing of things. But I would suggest that um, he seems um, well. I mean, what's Doctor Oz's excuse for having essentially sold out all of his principles and values to become sort of a kissing cousin of a MAGA Republican? I think I'm the most honest human being, well, perhaps I'm, that God ever created. What I would say is that the the posture that he's taken, um, I think that requires explanation as well. But this is a brutal race. My wife wants and they... some vegetables for crudite. I wonder if he really had any morals and honor to begin with, because really what he's been doing is selling snake oil to the American people for the last several years anyway. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, he has pitched a bunch of different um, uh, solutions to... Miracle cures that you want to know? Yeah. Yeah. He's really sullied the term doctor. Yeah. Uh, It's, and I guess Oprah's to blame for that because she brought him on. What? I don't, I think that the thing about um, his early, and this probably, uh, I think, helped build his popularity, his early presence in media, I think, was a good one. Dr. Oz was explaining stuff to us. He was explaining how the digestive system worked. He was explaining how the immune system worked. I mean, these are all things that I think help build the image of a guy who's helping us. Then he got his own show, and you got to do a daily show. And all of a sudden, there are a couple of opportunities, opportunities to stop explaining or, in addition to explaining, suggesting all of these, as Kim says, miracle cures, as John says, you know, uh, outright... uh, Snake oil type stuff. Well, and after a while, in terms of production, you run out of ideas, right? After he's explained everything you can explain, the producers need to get those eyeballs back, right? And how do they do that, right? They have That's to exactly. generate content. I think it That's was right. uh, uh, as much about content as a way to, to take money from people, you know, in an That's underhanded exactly way. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. I was how like, would you handle this? No. We could try ignoring was, it. So your content, it, your content needs, and this is, I'm, I'm great. I'm glad, so glad. It's great that both of you made this point. Your content needs begin to supersede all of the other things that are associated with your show. So your credibility begins to take a backseat to, hey, we're going to have a guy on the show today. And he believes that these coffee beans ground up, you know, dried in the sun and treated with brandy and then sprinkled on a cigarette will, you know, help your fill in the blank immune system, lupus. I mean, they literally were suggesting all of these different bizarre cures to, you know, major physical maladies. So I think, I think both Kim and John are right. The need for content began to drive some of this. But then you see that 
Oz himself was part of this machine of, you know, proffering the notion that all of these things can help you physically. And it was all BS. And he's been called upon to testify before Congress because of this. I mean, this is not just our opinion. So it's amazing to me that that, that race is tight. But the other thing, I, it's amazing to me that the Georgia race is tight. Uh, I mean, on his best day, Herschel Walker can't hold a candle to Raphael Warnock, just in terms of basic uh, competence. And yet, who knows, you're at the, uh, I think what you're seeing, and you, you hear this uh, from those who are voting for Walker, and you also see this in the polls, people who want to regain control of the Senate don't care about the competence of the person who occupies that seat. That's, no, they don't uh, care who it online. is. They just want the vote. And it's clear that Walker got hit in the head one too many times. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's true. Uh, welcome into the show, the ninja of taxes. Steve Moskowitz, everybody. Hi, Steve Moskowitz. Hi, Mark. Thanks. And yep. I'd like to chat about two things today. One, ah, yeah. the ERC that we've been talking about quite a bit. But the other, today's a special day. Today is October 17th, which is the last day to file extended tax returns for individuals and C-Corps. And here's what happens in real life. This past weekend, there were a lot of people and a lot of tax preparers working on those returns. As a matter of fact, right now today, this second, because we have until midnight, there are still people working on the returns. That's not just stuff for cartoons. That really is the way a lot of tax firms are. There's a lot of people that are going to get an unhappy surprise today. They are going to owe some taxes that they just can't pay. Do not make the mistake of not filing the returns, folks. That's where the big penalties are. Go ahead and file the returns and contact us. And we want to make a deal with the government. There's all kinds of good deals, whether it's a monthly payment plan or an offer and compromise where we offer to pay just part and the government forgives the rest. Or we ask the government to forgive the penalties. Or you have a situation where you just lost your job and you say, look, I, I can't pay the taxes. We ask the government to leave you alone for a while until you have your new job. It's called a hardship deferral. There's so much we want to do for you, but don't make the mistake of not filing the returns and let us help you. And on the other hand, you know my fondness for ERC, where who's not fond of getting up to $26,000 <laughs> from the government? And that applies to so many people, Mark. I know we don't have the, the time today to get into the details like we usually do. But the bottom line is, if you're an employer, contact us and see if you qualify. And even if your gross revenue is not bound down by a certain amount, there's two different ways to qualify. That's one way. And the other way is called full or partial closure of the facts and circumstances test. Not everybody qualifies, of course. But if you do qualify, let's get every dollar to which you're legally entitled. So today we've talked about money going both ways with the government, in and out. But either way, you could use the help of Steve Moskowitz. And you can reach Steve, of course, at 888-TAX-DEAL, 888-TAX-DEAL. 
888-TAX-DEAL. But whether you're an individual or you're filing for even a small business, check with Steve. Maybe he can, as he says, get you money coming in, as well as, frankly, reduce the amount that's actually going out from you to the government. You can also reach him online, moskowitzllp.com. Steve, thanks so much for being our exclusive sponsor. We love having you here. Thanks, and, uh, Mark. My pleasure. All right. Okay, my friend. Thank you. Steve Moskowitz, everybody. Thank yeah. you, Steve. Thank you. Right on. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The oh, Mark yeah. Thompson Show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Joe Fox and Little Anthony. We've never seen anything like it before. Nobody has ever put something like this together that I've ever seen. Have you ever seen anything like this? There is nothing in our history that quite compares to this. There's never been anything like this. Mm-hmm. Great to have you part of our YouTube stream. You can help us so much by smashing the like button. Smash it. Yeah. And, it was great. I love it. Well, if it was great or even good or even passable, we need that smash. Okay, <laughs> smash, smash, smash. I need your. Even um, if you give us a C minus, we'll take yeah, the, the like. thumbs up. That's no, right. You know, every second's not going to be a jewel. That's what I'm saying. You got to. But I also think that. Um, I also think that you need to know about our Patreon page. That's the way to keep us on the air. We're trying to, as you know, throw everything together as quickly as we can. So we have a Patreon page. You can find the Patreon page. Um, where can they find the Patreon page? <laughs> you can find everything. John Daly. You can find yeah. everything at themarkthompsonshow.com, all in one yeah. central place. Themarkthompsonshow.com. Nice I should also yeah. mention, speaking of shows, Nikki, my darling Nikki, um, she starts a show right after we get off the air. So she's going to yep. start at noon on her channel, the Nikki Maduro Show. And you just find it there on YouTube. Same dance. The whole thing goes down the same way. So all you have to do is find it and enjoy it. What? No, that's and just Medoro is M E D O R O. Yes, M-E-D-O-R-O. it is. M E D O R O. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're all what? basically no. No. we're all basically helping Nikki replicate what we have. So she will yeah. have podcasts as well. Right. Right. Replicate? You want it? Uh, I I think it is passable as a ding word, but I also well, would respect not dinging it. I wouldn't ding I, myself. I'm going to, I'm leaving it alone. I'm not going to dig it. Yeah. Uh, I'm objective, right? I want to thank Tony for helping us today. He's been great. Tony, which we, we call him Chris. Chris, thank you. Yeah. Um, he's been terrific because he's really put this whole thing together for us and sort of instructed us. John and has Kim's, been great too. Kim's husband has been helping oh us Oh my God. Kim's husband. We also call Chris. Chris, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he really has been great. He's helped us like power up web stuff very quickly yeah he's fast at um, that really really cool he's nerdy yeah, i love myself a nerd uh it's true he is the, <laughs> he's the real deal on the text line you, you can text, text us on the chat in youtube um dave says shout out to dave beyond contributing on patreon what can we do as listeners to help i think you can subscribe You can share. So your social media, maybe you're on Facebook or wherever you have your social media imprint, you share this show in those places. 
Now you and can the longer me. that you watch the show, the more credit we get with YouTube. Oh, that's right. Yeah, John is yeah. actually right about that. Helping people find us. You know somebody that liked Station X? Make sure they know that we're doing this. Yeah. So they can yeah. participate and then and be here and participate because we love that. Maybe yeah. tell yeah. your local pastor, get them a, a <laughs> watch. If you can get get your pastor to work it into yeah. a sermon. You can buy them a bottle, bottle watch in yeah. Sam's. Right. Go to the so coffee the idea clash. Is, right. Um, but all of your top segments that you enjoy will live on this show. So later this week, tomorrow, I think we'll do a chunk of Trump. Oh, mm. I really want to tell you who's coming up. We have a great week for you. And I want to tell you who's coming up tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have David Katz, the former federal prosecutor. Um, where's my list of, uh, is it off the top? Is that at the he's top fun. of the uh, Yeah, David he's at 10, 10.35. Yeah. Mm. So let me give you the quick list. It's pretty cool. Um, later this week, starting tomorrow, well, he's on at 10.35. I'm asking you where the list is, John. Where's the list of... Uh, Fabulous producer, John Daly. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a list in the doc and in the chat at the top. Okay. Hang on. Here it is. Yes. Um, this week, horror dude Jeff Dixon, writer-director. As we get up to Halloween, we're going to talk horror movies with him. I have to get off the air, so uh, I will uh, do it quickly just to tell you that... Time's up, mother effers. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that... Um, uh, uh, Again, uh, not only, I know it's unbelievable. Horror dude Jeff Dixon, that's tomorrow. Former assistant U.S. attorney David Katz, that's tomorrow. Award-winning director and choreographer Vincent Patterson, that is Thursday. Reach us at the Mark Thompson Show at gmail.com. This it's isn't just any say. show. No, this mm. is the Mark Thompson Show. It's You're star-studded, dude. Well, it's a, it's a great thing. Nikki's show will follow. All the time. Bye-bye. I know. We will uh, look forward to talking to you tomorrow. 10 a.m. Don't be late. Thanks to my, uh, my, my homies. Does anybody say my homies? This anymore? is the Mark Thompson no. Show. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.